Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. Amen. Um, I am going to pray real quick and then we're going to get started. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity, for this honor. Lord, I thank you that you speak through me. Lord, I thank you that your presence is here right now. Lord, I thank you for this youth group. Lord, I thank you for the hunger and the expectation and the on-time word that you have for them. And Lord, I thank you. It's not my words, but Lord, I thank you for your anointing that has come from buddy, from pastor, from you. And so we receive that right now in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Okay, so um, what the Lord kept bringing up to me as I was praying about this, about this message, was identity. Identity. Uh, If you guys know much about Pastor Nicole, this is something that the Lord has given her great revelation on, and I have received some impartation of that, but I know there's so much more, and so the Lord's been growing me in this, so as I've been preparing this, um, it's definitely been growing me, but honestly, what the Lord has shown me the past few years has have not been something that I had known as a teenager, so if y'all are able to receive this revelation of identity, Now, that's going to save you guys like tons of trouble 10, 15 years from now. Does that make sense? Sweet. So I'm believing that. So you guys put on expectation, not because it's me, but because the Lord has a word. Okay? So I have a question. Self-confidence. Is self-confidence a good thing? Yes. Yes. No. No. That's a trick question. It's a trick question. It's a trick. Can you do that? Can you do that? Is self confidence a good thing? What does self confidence mean? Uh, you have confidence in yourself. You have confidence so, no. in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I changed my mind. <laughs> you have confidence in yourself. Isn't that amazing what the world tries to say is healthy? Is yeah. confidence in me? Right. And so growing up, so growing up, like when I was younger, I was like really shy. But then when I started to like get into my teenage years, I was like, you know what? I got this like people skills a little bit more. I'm a little bit more confident. And like I have some more friends and I would get more confident. And then I started to learn like some things that I was good at. Right. And I was like, this is exciting. I'm a little bit more confident. And um, so my accomplishments like meant a lot to me. I was like, look at Serena. Um, and so, thank you, thank you, thank you, but no, it wasn't a good thing, so I want to share with you guys, I'll be vulnerable with you guys tonight, about a few different things growing up that I allowed to be my identity, and that shaped me for 20 plus years, 25 years, 28 years, until I got here, okay, so the first thing that really shaped me, so you guys get to learn from all my mistakes, yay, good, sound good to you guys, okay, cool, So the first thing that I really, the first thing that I can remember that really shaped my identity was, um, I know most of you guys know that I was in a car accident when I was little. My parents passed away, my brother passed away, and I came out and I was in a body cast. And um, the Lord miraculously, you know, healed me, everything like that. But people would tell me, and I know I've shared this with you guys before, very well-meaning people would tell me, you survived because God has a very special plan for your life. Like, God has a good plan for my life. And I let that tragedy 
identify how special I was. Now, God does have a super good plan, like special plan for my life, just like he has for each one of you guys. We don't need some super huge tragedy to happen in order for us to know that, right? But for years, I thought, I was like, okay, so I survived. What is it that God wants me to be doing? And I need to, like, live up to this standard, okay? So that was the first thing for years that I allowed. Honestly, I felt valuable from that. How sad is that? Honestly, like, I don't know. It's pretty sad. Yeah, thanks for validating that. Okay, so the other thing was, so I was growing up. I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up in church. And... um, I, my identity, I know this is going to sound sad, but was in being a goody two-shoes. So if I messed up, oh my goodness, the condemnation that I would allow to be there. So I purposed in myself, I am just going to be nice. I am going to be good. All of my parents' friends are going to love me. And that's what's hap- That's what happened. I was like, nobody could, could, needed to see the faults or the insecurities that were inside of me because I just put on this front. And Serena's a nice girl. Serena's involved in her youth group. Serena's good at playing the piano. Serena is, doesn't do bad things. If she doesn't like sneak out of the house, look at how good Serena is. And that was what I had my value in, right? And so I allowed that. And so whenever I did make a mistake, because, hello, there's a flesh, I would let that define if I felt important or valuable, right? And so, yay, fault number two. Um, (laughs) And there's a third one I'm about to share. So then, like, most of growing up, like, when I was um, a teenager, I just, like, loved the professional, like, work environment, loved it. I thought it was so cool. And so I went to school to become a social worker. I wanted to help people. You know, that was um, a good thing to do, right? It's a good thing to want to help people, right? But um, I didn't realize that even while I was studying in school that my identity was I tried to put it in my accomplishments. How many people can Serena help, right? How good of a job um, can – that's what I based the value of my job on was how important I felt in it. So I, I ended up getting a really cool job that I loved. And it felt really important to me. Like I was helping kids get adopted. I was helping kids in the foster system get like reconnected with their parents. It was a big, awesome thing. Like I had so much pride in that job. And that's like, I guess, a red flag right there. Pride, you know? Sweet. (laughs) And then guess what the Lord did? He moved me to North Carolina. I was so excited. Right? Okay, like this brand new adventure in North Carolina. What's God have? What does God have for us? And uh, we're here for Boomerang Church. And the Lord led me to be a cashier. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Yeah, Woohoo! Talk about a big change. That crushed me. (laughs) Like, I know, like, it's not cashier, like, great people skills. It's good. I learned so much, but it crushed my flesh. That's when the Lord was like, okay, we're going to start to, like, uncover some of this pride. Because all my life, I had put my identity in things that I did, in my accomplishments, and how I thought people perceived me. And so that first year, I mean, you guys are smart. You guys saw that how I was that first year. Honestly, I didn't even open up to my family at church 
the first year because you guys can see the nice side of Serena. You don't have to see all the faults. I'll be nice and friendly, but I'm not going to open myself up to you guys because I don't want to see uh, you guys to see my insecurities or things that might not be so pretty. And so it took me a full year of being here for, for me to honestly let the Lord into that. Sweet. <laughs> okay, I'm going to share one last thing. So this has just been vulner vulnerability time. As I was praying about this, I was like, ooh, this is an area. This is an area. This is an area. So praise God. I also put my identity in my husband, too. I knew that he was gifted. I knew that he was anointed. Um, but even he isn't anointed to for my identity to be in my purpose is to be in him. That's not what he's called to do. But I was so insecure in myself that I was like, okay, buddy can lead, buddy can do all the things, buddy can talk on the platform and I'll just be like a helper to the side. You know, I don't have to do anything. And so whenever the Lord had to bring all of that to a head, I had to answer the question, was I still important? Was I still valuable? right? Maybe you guys have gone through things not quite like that, but what if all you've been told is that you've never even been wanted, right? Or all you've been told growing up is that you're fat. Or um, what if you've been putting all of, I'm just thinking of examples, you've been like trying to get the sports scholarship, right? You're going to go to this college and you don't qualify. What then? Where's your, where's your um, purpose? Is, do you still have purpose? Or what if the Lord directs you, instead of going to like this hoity-toity, like amazing college, he directs you to go to a Bible school in Albemarle? Like, are we still going to have purpose in that, even if we don't have a super cool diploma? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Or what if I've just had a gnawing feeling all my life that I just don't belong? Like I'm an intruder. I had that a lot. Like I, I didn't fit in. I... And that's a lie that the enemy tries to put on everybody as to get everybody secluded and isolated, right? Or what if you've had a boyfriend or girlfriend, you've dated all high school and you're about to go to college, they dump you and who am I without this person who I've known and I became a person with them? Who am I without them, right? Okay, and last one. What if I made an awful mistake I knew full well what I was doing. Do I still have purpose? Am I still important in God's eyes? Yes. Right? Even though I knew what I was doing, it was wrong. I did it yesterday. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17, especially with that last question, because I know the enemy has tried to use a lot of condemnation that, okay, you messed up, so this doesn't apply to you anymore, or you have to try and earn back my love so whenever you get that raise your hand good job marky good job second corinthians 5 17 zay joe got it oh you have a question uh it's not a question it's something about how you want to be nice to everyone like that my therapist told me to stop being such a therapist because everybody tells me their problems and i was talking to her and I was also talking to one of my friends. I was like, so I know a lot of people who are trauma dumpers. Mm -hmm. I'm a trauma dumpster. Mm -hmm. They dump their trauma on me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Josephine, can you read that for us? You can read into the mic for the podcast. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Good job. Okay, so what if I did make that mistake? I don't feel like I'm valuable anymore. What then? So what you've done in the past, even five minutes ago, the lots passed away, right? That's the old, the old man. That's not who we are. And let's say that I made a mistake. Is that the real me? No. What is that? That's the flesh. The real me is the spirit. So I repent of that, right? Yeah. And that's not even who I am anymore. I'm going to um, read a quote from Bill Johnson. He says, we don't have a faith problem. So we like to talk about faith a lot. Like we just have to amp up our faith, right? He says, we have an image problem. We see our failures rather than Christ's sacrifice. So whenever we feel like we've missed it, are we usually focusing on how much we've missed it and how bad we feel? I mean, we can be honest. Yes, we a lot of times want to focus more on that. So I am going to try to think where I want to go. Okay, so whenever we're doing that and whenever we're letting that be our identity, right? We're putting that situation or that person or whatever it is in the place of God because we're saying I'm not worth it because this situation defines me. Did you guys hear that? I'm going to say that again. Letting other, anything other than Jesus identify us is putting that thing or situation or person above what Jesus did for us. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. When the Lord showed me that, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, um, so the question is, how much are you worth? How much do you guys think you're worth? Like, if you're feeling, if you're feeling really good, maybe a million bucks. Okay, $110,000. Or do we live by what our parents say? Or by other, oh, well, we do live by what our parents say. But if, yeah, you understood. Okay. Okay, eyes up here. Eyes up here. So $7,000. That's how much we're worth? Okay. Hard working. Yeah. All right, I like it. So somebody turn to Genesis 127. I'm not going to answer that question yet. I just wanted to hear what you guys said. Genesis. I'm there. I'm there. You're there? You are not there, dude. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm right there. All right, William. You. What? What? You read for us. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That was so soothing. Thank you. It sounds like the story time. <laughs> so what does this say about us? What does this say about us, this verse? Shout it out. We're made in God's image. That's a lot. We're made in the image of God. God doesn't make mistakes, right? If we say, I am a mistake, what are we saying? God is a mistake. We're saying God is a mistake. If we say, I'm so ugly, what are we saying? Yikes. That's deep. Nobody's even seen what God looks like, so how can you be talking about that? But we're made in the image of God, and so when people look at us, they get to see God through us, right? So, eyes up here. Eyes up here. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
So that like, that really like, I don't want to like be all repetitive, but that really hit me because I, I'm, I mean, I know teen girls cause I was a teen girl and maybe this is for guys too. I don't know, but calling ourselves, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I'm so disgusting or whatever guys. I don't know what kind of like self-esteem stuff that you guys go through, but whatever it is, no, none. Okay. That's good. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Whatever it is, when we are saying those things about ourselves, we're saying them about God. And that's big, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so somebody go to Psalm 139.14. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Yep, Psalm 139.14. Oh, no, there. I'm there. No, there. Oscar, please, please. I said there. No, she did. She did. Serena. Dude, I was. 139 verse 14. David. And I'm about to read it, so you better hurry up. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, cool. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Okay, I have another one. <laughs> Running up and down. Um, Jeremiah 1 5. This is so much fun. I love that. Wow. No, that's not fair. Silas got it? No, you. Wow, that was a little bit. I saw what was going on there. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I. Consecrated. Consecrated. Both of those verses. Oh, he didn't finish it. Who wants to read the second part of the verse? I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Sweet. <laughs> Good, job, Good job, guys. That, that required teamwork. We got it. We got there. Okay. Both of those verses. Uh, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Before You know, it's not pride to say what God says about you. We, a lot of times, put on this false humility. Oh, I'm not that great. I'm not that wonderful. He says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's not pride to say what the Lord says about you. Yeah. Right? Okay. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before each one of you guys were born, God consecrated you. Yeah, he set you apart. He said, no, hang on. He said the world right now needs Silas. I need Silas in the world right now. He formed you for such a time as this. The world says right now, I need an Arabella. That's what the world says. I need an Arabella for the time of this. I. (laughs) The Lord said, I need a Zay. For such a time as this. He created you. He's like, she needs to be born right now. I need her for this. And I created her fearfully and wonderfully made. A David. I need a David right now. Yeah. I need an Eo right now is what God said. (laughs) I need a Michael right now. I need a William for such a time as this. I need a Josephine for such a time as this. I need an Alex for such a time as this. And Marky and Joni too. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Each one of you guys. Okay. And I'm going to say something. You guys are called 
for this generation. And don't take that lightly. The Lord knew this generation needed you guys. And that's what, in Ablaze Youth, the Lord needed you guys at Ablaze Youth to rise up and be able to lead this generation. You are fearfully, I saw that, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I've appointed you a prophet to the nations, okay? And if we allow anything that's happened to us to affect our confidence, right, in our God-given identity, again, we're putting that situation above him. Any tragedy that may have happened and say, I don't think that I can do that, it is too hard, that's putting that situation, putting that insecurity above God, right? I've done that for piano, for singing. I can't do this. I don't feel good enough to do this. And I put those insecurities on the throne instead of Jesus. That is not a fun place to be in because God can use it. Say he can use a person who says, God, I don't know how I don't feel it in the slightest, but I know you can use me. Look at all the men that Jesus, that God used throughout the centuries, right? Um, who was, um, Moses had the lisp, right? Was he the one, or the stutter, or whatever it was? He had the stutter, stutter, that's what I meant, yeah. He had the stutter, and he, God made him the spokesperson for an entire nation, right? Just because he said, God, I'm available, right? And he had that intimacy with the Lord. That's where it really comes down to. Who was here this morning? What was Barrett um, preaching on this morning? Yeah, in him. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes in, right? If we're if we're willing to say, God, I don't know how I have had my past may have looked ugly. That's not what defines us. He's just looking for somebody who's willing and obedient, and that's the type of person he can use, right? Okay. Um, can I wait till afterwards? Okay. So I want to say that again, because I know that I um, had really dealt with this growing up and not wanting to put on pride. And so I wouldn't really think the way the thoughts that God thought towards myself. Right. And I would try to put on this false humility and be like, I'm not that good. I'm like, I'm kind of like a victim, you know. And so, again, it's pride to not say what the Lord says about us. So uh, we're all going to say this together. Ready? Even if it's like a tragedy or something that happened to us growing up that we've allowed to become a part of our identity, we're done with that now. Amen? All right, we're going to say this together. I am not a victim. I am not a victim. I am a victor. Let's say that again with a little bit more oomph, okay? I am not a victim. I am not a victim. I am a victor. Amen. Amen. So I didn't really um, answer that question before about how much we're worth, but we're going to get into that now. I want to ask you guys a different question, though. For who decides the worth of something? The Lord. Your master. Did you guys hear what William said? The buyer. The buyer. Yeah, it's the buyer. Okay, so let's say I want to sell you guys a water bottle. I'm just going to turn on, put on Salesman Serena for a little bit. It for sure is a used water bottle, but honestly, I think it's probably the nicest water bottle I've ever seen. Okay, um, pure spring water, crystal clear, um, and 16.9 fluid ounces, all filled up. But it has a little bit of it's been drank a little bit, so there might be some backwash in it. But I think it's probably the best bottle of water that there is. Okay, 
So I'm trying to sell it. You guys are all the buyers. We're auction time right now, okay? I already bought Two one. pennies. Eighty-two dollars. Five penny pennies. Well, Two I think. Three point million dollars. I think it's probably worth about. I'll give you a piece of bacon. Um, two hundred dollars. No, 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 no. I think I'm worth about two. <laughs> $200? You, you guys aren't going to buy it for $200? Uh, <laughs> That's rule number two, right? Don't be stupid. So, even though I'm trying to sell it, you guys are the one who's determining the value because you guys are like, no way am I going to buy it for $200, right? Right. So maybe until I lower them lower and lower and lower the price, then maybe one of you guys will be willing to buy it. So, like William said before, it's the buyer, you guys, who are determining the value. So, okay, if there's any verse that you guys take away from today, I want it to be this one. So if everybody can turn to this, and um, I'm going to read it, but I want everybody to turn to this. Matthew 13, verse 45 to 46. I'm going to get a drink of this beautiful water in the meantime. Yeah, so, so well, there, 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 there. Good job, guys. Good job. I'm gonna start with something. Guys, that is the best bottle of water I've ever had. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, then I want to buy it. Good job. I'll buy you something off of the McDonald's dollar. Thank you. Is everybody there at Matthew 13:45? Okay. So if there's anything to take away from this. I want you guys to take away this verse. You can highlight it in your phone or whatever, okay? Good job, good job. Okay, I'm going to read it. Everybody listening? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. So we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. Like, So God is like a merchant, okay? He is seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value... What's the pearl? The us. The us. The us. Did he say it's just um, finding a pearl? One pearl? Or is there more? Finding the pearls. Of, what's right after that? Of great value. He didn't just find a pearl. He found a pearl of great value. And then what does he do? He went and sold all that he had and bought it. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. He's looking. And upon finding one pearl of great value, each one of you guys, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. So in this situation, God's the buyer, right? And he he wanted to pay for our freedom to become children of God, for our identity to be in him. He paid the most valuable thing that could ever be sacrificed. And we know that what that is, right? Jesus. He paid that. Even if it was just one of you guys, he would have paid that ultimate sacrifice so that you could be called children of God, so that you can have your identity in him. So to answer that question, how much are you guys worth? How much are you worth? His, his love. Jesus' death. Jesus, everything. You are worth everything. Do you guys get this? 
Yes. Like, so when stupid, puny insecurities try and lie to you, itty-bitty little, these stupid, even though they might seem huge, are, what are they compared to Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice? Not puny. They're nothing. They're nothing. I can't, okay, so if we're going to be telling other people, hey, you should like become a Christian with me, and it's awesome to go soul winning, but if we don't have that revelation yet, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for us to be able to fully let people know about the love of God. If we don't personally, because I've, I've done it, and I, if I hadn't, per, when I hadn't personally, personally had that revelation of who I am in Christ, I wasn't able to really uh, fully, truly tell people about his goodness because I didn't know for myself, right? I didn't fully believe it. And so in order for us to be able to go into our schools, go into our world, we have to get this for ourselves. And that's not for you guys to put on any condemnation like, oh my gosh, I haven't known this before. No, we start tonight. I didn't know this for any of my teenage years, you know, and the Lord is so merciful, but that's why he's sharing it with you now so that you guys are able to take his goodness for yourselves first and then share it to the world that's hurting, the generation that you're called to so you can share it to them, with them, right? right. Um, what's right. the reference? In him we live and move and have our being. Acts Bible. something, it's the Bible, yeah. But really, it is, we don't have to go there, it's fine. But <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna get there. It's in Acts 17, I think. Um, but really, it is in him. We Barrett preached on it this morning. In him we... That was really fun. Being. Being. So God's plan for us is only good. Right? Did you find it? Acts 17, 28. I was right. 17. Awesome. So his plans for us are only good. Uh, I want to see if you guys know the reference um, for his plan. His. uh, Wait, I know it. For welfare. Yeah. yeah, okay, say it. Declares the Lord plans uh-huh. for good and not, not for evil, to prosper, prosper and live calamity. <laughs> wow, guys, with all of us, we got it. We got it all, I think. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a hope, a future, and a hope. His plans, yeah, we got most of it. Yeah. His plans for us are only good. He doesn't have a few plans, like maybe in your future, that he's like, okay, I want them to walk through this really difficult time. And it's going to help them trust me a little bit more. And then they're going to learn how to put their identity in me. Now, it is true that we learn through crisis or revelation. But God doesn't want us to go through crisis. Okay? So the revelation of who we are in him is what we want to do. Okay? So, hang on. Even if. I want to make sure to point this. Even if our earthly fathers may not have been good towards us or may not have been who they should have been towards us, we don't have a right to take that as our identity. We look to the one, our father in heaven, right? The one who is a father to us more than any other father 
earthly father could ever be. So even if our earthly father has disappointed us, which honestly our fathers are flesh, right? And even if like they're the most perfect father, they've made mistakes, right? And even if there's been an earthly father that has not been good at all, we still can't take our identity from that. Even a mom or a friend, we are not, we don't have a right to take an identity because our heavenly father, he has only good plans for us. And we don't put that situation in the place of God above it. And I know I've had hurts from my earthly parents. And I know that I have taken the victim mentality from them, even though they've been good parents. But that was me saying what they've done or how they've disappointed me is above how uh, above what God says about me. And I took on an identity. Things they didn't even, they may have said something in passing. I didn't even mean it about me. But I take on an identity about it, right? So I'm going to say that again. Even if our earthly fathers have not been good towards us, we don't have a right to take that as our identity. We look to the one who is a father to us more than any earthly father could ever be. Okay, Romans 8.32. I will have somebody read this one. There. Whoa, <laughs> there's a little bit of excitement in there. Damn. Damn. It's a good verse to have highlighted. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? I'm just the word. You know what? It's fine. Johnny, thank you for having all of those verses up there, too. That's awesome. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, Johnny. He didn't spare his own son, right? So he... So we already know that he gave us Jesus. He paid Jesus. He paid everything for us, right? Right? Right. 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 Okay, so he delivered him over for all, uh, us all. Going beyond that, it says, how will he not also with him freely give us how many things? Everything. All, all things. So not even like we didn't just get our ticket punch to go to heaven, right? And we're not going to go to hell and then we have to suffer on this earth. His plans for us are Good. He's looking for every spiritual loophole to get his goodness to us. He is a good heavenly father. Okay, I want all of us to say this. Okay, actually, everybody stand up. Okay. I just, sometimes it just helps. Okay. And I want us to say, as loud as we can, I am God's favorite. Ready? One, two, three. I am God's favorite. Okay, say it like you mean it. Ready? One, two, three. I, I am God's favorite. favorite. No, I was I'm almost yelling favorite. into the microphone. I don't think our listeners would appreciate that. Okay, you guys can sit down. But getting that revelation, I'm God's favorite. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm God's favorite. He has good plans for me. He's going to go for He's going to like have surprises set up in my day. He's going to... Um, bless me he's gonna pour out his goodness on me he's gonna surprise me with some things that i like even if i don't know what i like he's gonna let me know what i like he's gonna bring me the friends that i've been praying for he's going to uh provide he's gonna show me things in the future that i didn't even know that i wanted he's gonna get the perfect spouse lined up for me he's gonna do all these things beyond our wildest dreams right he's got that attitude towards each one of you guys total perfect Every detail, down to the very hairs on your head, he knows them all. 
right? That's how much he loves us. So how do we change? How do we change when we may not have had this attitude before, when we may not have seen ourselves like God sees us? I'm going to say one more verse. And then I'm going to end with something that Barrett actually shared this morning. Because a lot of this has to do with if we aren't in him, if we, we're not going to know, we're not going to have our identity in him. There's no way we can have our identity in him if we're not in him, right? It like kind of goes in, in side by side. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. Okay, so that in reference to your former manner of life, when we were living according to the flesh, he says, you lay aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. I'm going to stop there. So the first thing that we have to do is um, verse 22, Ephesians 4, 22. The first thing, and that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. We, the first thing, we don't identify with that old man anymore. We repent, and it's an easy thing to repent. God, I know I've done it wrong in the past. I know that just yesterday I was acting like a fool, but I repent, and it's that easy. We repent for putting our identity in anything other than him. It's not hard to repent. Can you wait till afterwards to say that, or do you? Okay, all right, and the second thing, I'm going to keep reading, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the second step, we renew our mind. What does that look like? What does it mean to renew your mind? What? Praying. Mm-hmm. She said Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when that thought tries to come there of, what's that? I love, yeah, that's what I was going, capturing your thoughts. So what does capturing your thoughts look like? Capturing your thoughts, like not letting them go away from you. I love the surgery. Whenever the thought comes in, I'm like, oh, hey, that's not right. Okay, let's think on something better. I love it. Whenever you realize, you you identify that thought quickly, oh, this isn't right, then what are we going to fill our mind with instead? God's word. That means we have to know what God's word says about us. So that means that when um, somebody says, you know what, um, I don't even care, you, I don't, I'm really trying to think of an example, and like, I'm not thinking of anything right now. So if somebody says, hey, you're so fat, and that may have been a trigger for you, what are you going to say or think about instead? What does the word say about you? What does the word say about you? How are we going to renew our minds? I made in the image of God. What's another what's another verse that we can think of? I made in the image of God. What's another one? Or is that the one that you said? Okay, what's another one that we can put inside our minds instead? A Bible verse. What God's word says. About about who you are. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You did? I'm sorry I missed that. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. What if the enemy tries to say, you keep fighting and fighting and fighting the same battle, you're never going to win. What are you going to, how are you going to combat that? How are you going to renew your mind? Shut up, flesh. Yeah. The Lord says, what's a verse that says you're victorious? I don't remember, but it's already been 
It's already been won for us. What does the word say, though? Because we can say these good things, but ultimately the power is in the word of God, right? Is there a verse that says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus? Yeah. So that's why I don't even care. Okay, you guys can, like, box us. Hey, what are some verses about, like, whatever these, this insecurity might be? Honestly, I don't even care, and I do this so many times, versus Googling, versus about identity, versus about fear, versus about peace. You know, it's okay to get a list of verses from Google and get that in your mind. And this is what the Lord says. Don't go to Google for, like, advice. But if you need to get a verse from Google, like, that works, okay? So does that make sense? So, number one, we repent. Yippee. Yippee. Number two, we Uh, capture our thoughts. Renew our mind. Capture our thoughts. Yes, good job. Number three, and I'm going to read it. So, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So we put on that new self, which is found in him. Whoa, it all ties together, guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> is that, can that wait or is that? It can wait. Okay, all right. We're probably going to end a little bit early. So if you guys want to have questions or anything afterwards, um, we're happy to do that too. So, and this is really what I wanted to end with is that we can't truly know who we are in him unless we're in him, right? Right. You can write that down if you need to or put it in your phone. We can't truly know, because this is something that Barrett said this morning and it really stuck out to me because ultimately we can try everything that we need to or everything we can try to renew our mind. And you, you know how Barrett was saying this morning that she would try to find all those verses about identity and like, I think I got it now. I've been studying. But it's really as simple as getting in him right that's where we're gonna find our identity so we are going to pray we can ask you afterwards okay we're gonna pray we're gonna first i'm not i we can do this sitting down but just repent to the lord god i'm sorry i've had to do this i've had to do this like this week all right like god i repent for letting something else putting my identity in something other than you. And that's easy. And then I'm going to open this up and invite, if you guys want prayer for this, to be able to break an insecurity, to be able to break a fear, anything that may have tried to be on you, we're going to open this up and we're going to pray and agree in faith that this is done. So if we can just close our eyes, we're going to pray. God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for each one of these youth. Lord, I thank you that you have called them for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you for your blessing on each one of them. And God, I thank you for their minds that belong to you, for their souls that belong to you. And God, we repent for putting our identity in anything other than you. And we can say this together. Father, I repent for putting my identity in anything other than you. 
I commit to you anew that you are the Lord of my life. You are on the throne. No situation, no tragedy, no insecurity, no person can define who I am in you. I am yours. I am loved. I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I'm redeemed. I am your favorite. And we receive that now.